When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. I know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. It is us. It is that time, so we decided we'd show up. Contractual obligations being what they are. We are those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. I am in the studio. He has slipped the surly bonds of uh, the golf course in Edinburgh, Indiana, the Timbergate Golf Course, and he has found himself once again in one of his favorite let's hang out for a while places, South Carolina. Big Bu- shock there, right? Beaufort, Bluffton, Hilton Head area. Yeah. So- you know what? I am currently sitting at a really cool, old school, old south kind of a place. The vibe here is just calm relaxing and i feel like i'm an old southern farm got these big oak trees with spanish moss hanging down off the branches oh it's it's beautiful (laughs) you know and i'm sitting out here looking out at the okete river i am at a place called old field old field okay and uh what a what a cool place to be Outside of the fact that it's 85 degrees and sunny. <laughs> not cool. It's perfect. Yeah. But I, I got to tell you, I, you know, I, I drove through the gates and the place just opened up and I, it just felt friendly, you know, just flat out friendly. Yeah. I'm good with friendly. That's the whole. And so far, every single person I've run into has been like a genuine, happy smile on their face. Like, hey, life's not bad here. Well, yeah. for first off, they're they're all at a golf course, which beats working for a living. Even if you're working at a golf course, it beats yeah. working. Yeah, yeah, there's uh, no doubt about that. The vibe that I got from everybody here, the golf shop guys, the guys outside, and the manager of the club, and the lady who was checking everybody in, just like they're all relaxed and having a good time. Like, yeah, this is a spot, man. Yeah. So if you don't live down here at Old Field, you probably want to. do they have that sign out front that says if you lived here you'd be home now i always always like those signs i haven't left yet and it might be on the way out hey guess what the place you live is worse than the place you're at right now (laughs) no No, the sign when you leave man it just says y'all come back now here yeah, it has that vibe to it. It certainly so. does. We're going to uh, be be vibing on some stuff uh, coming up. We're going to be talking about, um, well, you know, some some practical tips, some how to get better stuff, and some price considerations. It's going to talk to Jeff about some of that when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys. Hang out with us. Stunning. You don't have to hit a shot to fall in love with the Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lake Resort. Our hotel and golf packages are the way to go. Add the casino and spas, and it's a road trip for the memory book. Safely get back to the game you love with one of the packages found online at FrenchLick.com. Legendary golf at French Lick Resort. A breath of fresh air. Must be 21 to enter. 
Casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Generic Sildenafil allows you to save up to $650 on Viagra. Why pay name brand prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get the same results for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 50 generic Sildenafil pills for just $99. Call 800-705-4051. That's 800-705-4051. Again, 800-705-4051. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5golfclub.com. The number $5golfclub.com. It is Estos Weekend Golf, guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. He is in South Carolina, where he tends to spend a lot of time. There are a lot of great golf courses in South Carolina. In fact, they're playing the uh, PGA Championship on one of them this very weekend. As a matter of fact, they are. Yes, they are. And, you know, interestingly enough, they're also going to be coming back here. The tour is coming back to South Carolina mm-hmm. shortly to play at another really cool place that nobody's really ever seen anything of before called the Congaree Club. And it's, uh, it's an inland course. It's not like Kiowa where it's on the ocean. Right. But this one's an inland club and it's magnificent. They're out of Hilton Head at the Harbortown Links. Yeah, they were. So the PGA so, Tour must love South Carolina almost as much as you do. Maybe. I'll have to ask them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I have lived in South Carolina. I have played golf in South Carolina. I've got some questions, man. First off, let me ask yeah. you a question. When when you when you're a golf course operator and you lease golf carts, yeah. do you lease them a specific amount per month or do you lease them by how often they are used or how much they are used during the course of a year? No, you're paying on time. You know, they, the, the leasing companies, you know, for example, Easy Go or Club Car or Yamaha, you know, those are the big three, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, they, they give you a, a lease and it might be a three year lease, a four year lease or something like that. Um, uh, but you're paying for them every month. It's based like, like leasing a car. Yeah, every month. Okay. So, so, like leasing a car. Yeah. So then that would be a variable in operate, a, a variable cost in operating a golf course. Because you know, based on how much you're no, paying for that lease, it's fixed. the the cost is fixed, yeah. but the the profit would be variable because you charge those carts for your players, right? But you can't guarantee how many of those carts are going to be used every day, so you can't guarantee how much revenue those carts are going to generate on a daily basis. Let's say you got a rain out on a weekend, right? right? You're instantly looking at that not just as a green fee loss, but as a cart revenue loss, right? as well right. um, because you still have to charge the batteries you still have to do the maintenance on them so mm-hmm. your expenses are effectively the same until some numb nuts goes out there and wrecks the golf cart yeah you know and then your expenses go way up right well so hopefully you're covered with a handle on your expenses on a day-to-day basis yeah uh see yeah. Th- these are all questions i have leading up to to a complaint i have or not a complaint but but a, a misunderstanding or something i just don't plain understand and I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to uh, something oh, in you your. Want to complain about it. I'm gonna go back to something <laughs> in your future. I'm gonna complain about cost. Okay, I played a very very nicely kept golf course in Jeffersonville, Indiana. It's called Elk Run. Eighteen mm-hmm. hole course, very well maintained, very well manicured, nice layout. Average green fees on it is thirty nine dollars. I played a golf course that you used yeah. to work at. 
or work out of. Yeah. Otter Creek Golf Course in Columbus, Indiana. Not necessarily more challenging than Elk Run. Not necessarily more well manicured than Elk Run. Yet it cost right. almost twice to play there what it cost to play at Elk Run. Mm-hmm. How do golf courses justify? Do they just pick a number? They, do they say, well, it's going to cost us X amount of dollars to run this course for a year based on whatever their cost analyses are? And this is the percentage of profit we want to make. So therefore, this is what we have to charge for green fees. Or are the amenities available and how they feel about their course, do they come into play when they set the greens fees? Because some of them, I've played some some expensive golf courses, man, that cannot come close to justifying the amount of money they charge to play there. I get it. All right, I'm going to put my golf professional slash general manager hat on since I've served as both. Okay. Because I hear this, this conversation, and I think it's really important that everybody understands like all the parameters that go involved with this. Let's talk about the price of asphalt because it just shoots through the roof. And then the cart pass that you have to replenish because of the golf carts. And the, you know, if you've got a hillier golf course, it's harder because the installation's tougher, right? It's more expensive. Right. Um, and if you want to have certain areas that are wider than others, so you're looking at the square footage of how much it is. And so just the cost of, replenishing the stuff that gets broken for example weather in the winter let's say you're in a more northern golf course like otter creek mm-hmm. right is farther north than than elk run by an hour and a half but that hour and a half is a few degrees each and every night in terms of temperature and breaking up cart paths freezing and thawing and freezing and thawing and stuff like that right okay all right, so there's there's a cost to that, and Otter Creek, as you know, is a is a 27 hole facility. Even though you may have only played 18 of them, they, they're a 27 hole facility. Mm-hmm. So they have a larger cart fleet than an 18 hole facility would have. So the expenses are higher there on keeping the keeping the charge and making sure cart paths go all the way around and do all that stuff. So those are factors that that every golf course has to deal with as expenses and knowing that they're going to come up with further incurred expenses just that are related to the golf carts, which right. means that it's related to the total price. Mm-hmm. So you've also got staffing. If you've got, let's say like a 27 hole golf course versus an 18, you know, you gave two great examples of one of one and one of another. So the staffing for a golf course is 27 holes um, is more expensive. Let's say that you got a full day out on each golf course. Mm-hmm. And all the carts are out of the barn. Who stays later every night? The guys with more golf carts to put away. Right. So you, you have those incremental expenses over one type of facility versus another. And then you've also got uh, insurance on those vehicles. The larger the cart fleet, the larger the insurance. The larger the, you know, the damage waiver, the more potential for all that stuff to be sure. screwed up. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's, there's, Basically, we're talking about economies of scale, small, smaller scale, smaller problem. But let's say you're you're one down at Elk Run. Is that a is that a hilly golf course? Yeah. Well, the back nine. So they're going to have. Yeah. What's that? Back nine's hilly. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to have a lot of cart path wear down at the flatter spots. Yeah. 
but not so much on the inclines. Mm -hmm. So their, their concentrated areas of cart path repair and water damage and stuff like that will happen around there or a place that's got, you know, a little bit more level all the way around will actually get more wear all over the place. So they probably have more cart path area to repair. Okay. So there's expenses of that. And then you look at how big the parking lot is too. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know, 18 hole facility versus 27, the 27 has got a lot more uh, parking lot. Right. With a lot more asphalt. They got to come up with. Yeah. So, Building size is probably about the same, right? No matter how many people you're running through, you can kind of look at the facility and go, it's about the same. Right. So we're not really looking at different levels of wear and tear on a building. But as you talk about prices and profit, everybody who's been in the golf business laughs at the word profit because nobody makes any. <laughs> because they, they don't make any because of some of the things that I just mentioned. Right. Staffing. Right. Um, I, I didn't even talk about the fact that, you know, a 27 hole golf course has obviously more greens, more fairways, more tee box, more rough, more trees, more problems like that. Take care of that's kind of an unspoken thing, but I might as well speak of it. Right. Um, then an 18 hole course right. of the same ilk. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, one is going to be more costly than another and they have more to maintain. More leaves to blow, more leaves to rake, more trouble to get, more trees. That means more fertilizer in the ground because the trees suck up an awful lot of that. So there's a lot that goes into it. But profit really isn't one of those things that we ever get to talk about. We dream about it <laughs> as general managers and golf professionals. We, we yearn for the day okay. that the money that we take in isn't already spoken for just to keep the place afloat. Okay, Jeff. Hey, let listen. Let alone make in improvements. <laughs> so, so hey, hey, it's me. I'm not with the IRS, man. You don't have to give me this. We don't make no money story, okay? We're gonna take a quick break and we will come right back. We are those weekend <laughs> golf guys. Hey, hang out with us. <laughs> of course we have a Facebook page, Facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us. Facebook.com slash golf guys. Summer is almost here which means Father's Day is almost here, which means grill-out season is, well, it's already here. Admit it, okay? Need you right now. Do something. Prepare yourself. Go to omahasteaks.com. Type golf guys in the search bar and order for your dad, for yourself, for whoever, the Get Out and Grill Assortment. That's what it's called, Get Out and Grill Assortment. It includes 20 entrees that dad's guaranteed to love, like ultra-juicy burgers, plump chicken breasts, sides, desserts, four 10-ounce butcher's cut New York strip steaks, age 30 days. And why is that important, you ask? Because age equals tenderness. Plus, you'll get four free New York strip burgers with your order. Here's what your box will contain when you order it. Just go to omahasteaks.com, type in golf guys, say you want the get out and grill assortment. You get four 10 ounce butcher's cut New York strip steaks. You get four boneless chicken breasts. That's a whole pound. You get four five ounce Omaha steak burgers. You get four three ounce gourmet jumbo franks. You get a 16 ounce package of Omaha steakhouse fries. You get four four ounce caramel apple tartlets. 
one ounce of signature seasoning, and then they're going to throw in four 5.3-ounce New York Strip Burgers free. You can cook it all for Dad. I suggest you keep the caramel apple tartlets for yourself. Those are to die for. The Get Out and Grill assortment, you need to order yours simply by going to omahasteaks.com, type golf guys in the search bar, and say, yes, I want that Get Out and Grill assortment. Check it out. You're going to be going back because steak is delicious and Omaha Steaks is the best place to get it. Delicious steak shipped right to your home. It doesn't get any better or more convenient. OmahaSteaks.com. Type golf guys in the search bar and order dad that get out and grill assortment. And we are back those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Man, poor, poor, pitiful me, man. Going to have to get well, you, some, you of that, some of that uh, that government money now to uh, supplement the, the I don't make any money uh, story. Before last year, you saw a lot of golf courses closing. Well, that's true. Yeah. And then and then COVID forced everybody outside. Yeah. And all the golf courses finally brought in some money and they can actually like pay bills and do cool things like fixing cart paths. I would imagine yeah, off the top of my head, we, we we mentioned just two courses in Indiana that I compared that I both played. Uh, the Elk yeah. Round at 39 bucks for 18 holes, and then the, the Otter Creek at $79 for 18 holes. Yeah. And, you know, we, we talked about the differences, 27 versus 18, maintenance costs, all that kind of stuff. Now, let's go further south. Let's go down to where you're at right now. Oldfield, 18-hole yeah. facility. Yeah, 18-hole facility. I bet you you can't play there for $79. I bet you you're right. Yeah. Is it just the cost of land? Is it the attractiveness? Is it the fact it's in South Carolina? What um, what justifies? I don't, th- I don't think it's the fact that it's in South Carolina. I think it might be, it's the fact that it's in a certain location in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Right. Some markets, a housing development, you know, community kind of a thing. You own a house in here and you, you know, you're a member of the club, but mm-hmm. you know, you can come here and pay to play, but I didn't check the fees, but I would be, I'd be very surprised. Right. If you could play here for $79. Well, I mean, in 1984, it cost me $85 to play at Harbortown Links, and that was because I got a great deal and I was with somebody who knew somebody. Yeah, I was so. going to say, I think it's probably upwards of 250 bucks now. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. They they completely redid this monster clubhouse. It's it's unbelievable. Okay. And, and I appreciate that, and it's nice, and it's attractive, and it's comfortable, but I'm going to be there in that clubhouse for maybe two hours. Max. Yeah. That's if I hang out after my round and drink heavily and eat, which again yeah. is not going to be free. So, uh, you know, you can tell me that the the excuse for charging 250 bucks to play at this golf course is I got a great clubhouse, but I don't care. No, I'm not <laughs> thinking that it's an excuse. I'm just telling you what I think they did that made it. Um, I don't think that had to do with the price of it. I think that just the supply and demand of it had to do with the price of it. Okay. I'm just saying they built a gigantic clubhouse too. I think the real reason that it was pricey, because it was pricey before they built the clubhouse. Right. It's just supply and demand. The tour plays there. It's scenic. Yeah. It's it's uh it's got the the lighthouse factor in the background where everybody goes, Oh, I want to play those two holes. Yeah, yeah, I want to no? aim at the lighthouse, man. Yeah. Yeah, right. And they and they want to do that because it's 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 a place. Like the same thing when you talk about PPC at, at uh, Sawgrass, yeah. right? Everybody wants to go play that. Guess how much it is to play there? An arm and a leg. <laughs> the good news is they take that after the round. 
So it is because you need them to get that's get right. them to round that course. You're gonna need every limb you've got. That's right. You know, it makes me wonder if if all the mounding that they did, you know, if that's actually dirt underneath there, or is that all just the arms and the legs that people pay to pile them up with grass on top? <laughs> I would imagine I another know. another factor too between let, let go back to my original comparison with Elk Run in Jeffersonville, Indiana, Otter Creek yep. in Columbus, Indiana. I have no idea who designed Elk Run, but right. Otter Creek was designed by a big name golf architect. Yeah, uh, yeah, Robert Trent Jones. Yeah, and then the other nine holes was designed by his son Reese. So I I would imagine that that would contribute to the cost also, not just that. Yeah, it's, I would think so. I mean, because they you pay a lot more for Robert Trent Jones to design a course than you know Joe McGillicuddy. You know what? Uh, Timbergate is uh, a, a pretty good deal. It's a fuzzy Zeller yeah. uh, design golf course. Yep, that's a big deal. Yep, right. But at, at Timbergate, where I work, uh, you can play there for forty bucks for yeah. the cart. Yeah, that's now, that. That's a, that is a great deal. That is a great deal for because it's fuzzy's other two courses in Indiana. Uh, you can't get close to them for forty bucks. Well, you can. I mean, there is that whole you can drive in the parking lot and. Go in and sit down and have a burger and stuff like that, right? And and, you're right next to those golf courses at that price. Yeah, and a fuzzy in a fuzzy's vodka and tonic, you can do that. But uh, yeah, I think so. I think you you might be able to walk out on the driving range and on the putting green and putt around <laughs> and be very close to those golf courses for forty bucks. You can, but the yeah. greens the greens fees are a tad higher, just a smidge higher than forty bucks. It's just the the cost is is just, I mean, because I was I played and I'm not going to mention the name of the course. For two reasons, one I do not want to besmirch them, and the others I can't remember it. Um, but it was in Cobb County. It was it's in- really <laughs> the fact that you just don't want to besmirch them—that's really what it was, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was in Cobb County, Georgia, and it was you know again it was in the the late eighties, early nineties. It was close to a hundred dollars to play. I had been told prior to going there, oh yeah, it's expensive, man, but it's worth it. Well, okay. It was it was a fun time. I enjoyed it. For a hundred bucks, I would never go back. But I enjoyed playing there the time I played, and I, I paid ninety eight dollars for the greens fees, and it was it was fine. But the thing that really got me is I I, I went in at the turn, the guy I was playing with, and I went into the uh, clubhouse, and we we ordered a one hot dog, one bag of chips, one drink. And the woman came and, and put the stuff down for both of us. And she looked at me. She said, that'll be $17. And I said, oh, I'm not paying for both. She said, no, I know. That's $17 for a hot dog, a bag of chips, and a drink. I will chime in on this one. <laughs> so I was at a, a ski resort uh, in February with my wife. Mm-hmm. And I will be I'll be glad to just smirch them i was at breckenridge (laughs) colorado okay and so we got there and we paid a hefty fee to go to go ski for the day right it was about two hundred dollars a piece ski Mm -hmm. but we went into the went in to get lunch and they we each got a bowl of soup in those little paper cups you know Mm -hmm. and a little plastic spoon yeah and you know what soup it was you know it. I know it. It's the same can of Campbell's chunky chicken soup that we got, right? Right. That we can go to the grocery store and get for 88 cents. Yeah. So just the two of us getting a bowl of soup apiece, nothing else, mm-hmm. on a plastic tray to carry it with and plastic spoon, 
I paid $24 oh, for two little cups of soup. Yeah. Now, I was reaching out for an apple over by the counter when she said $24. And I asked her about the apple, and she says, those are 10 What? 10 And I looked at her, and she wasn't even embarrassed. Mm. So I understand your plight. I understand that, that, that when they got you there, they got you. Yeah, and you got to pay it, or and, you just go hungry. Yeah, I, I mean those, I those were the two choices. I, I could have said, yeah, I could have said I haven't eaten it, I haven't drinking, I haven't taken a sip of the drink, take it back, which would have been embarrassing, so I would not have done it to myself. But just the thought process that goes through the operators' heads when they say these are the prices we are going to charge because we can get away with it, or because we know that most people are not going to come back a second time. Anyway, yeah, is that is they just right. taking advantage or what, man? I think they are. Okay. I mean, especially when it comes to the food that you all know, we everybody understands. Look, I understand very clearly the cost to operate a golf course, and believe me, the one you're talking about, Elk Run down there, only charges thirty nine dollars. Mm-hmm. They're not going to make it at thirty nine dollars because today's $39 doesn't have the value of yeah. 10 years ago's $39. That's true. Right? It's going to have to They go can't up make something. that $39 go far enough. Yeah. So they don't make it on that alone. Yeah. And I understand Otter Creek trying to charge 79, but they're not going to make it because nobody's going to show up because they didn't stay within the price realm of people showing up a second time for that. Right. Right. right? Like Breckenridge charging that much money to go ski. They know you're not coming back for a while. Right. Yeah. They know you, they know they got you on the apple, they know they got you on the soup, but they also know you're not coming back for a while. Yeah. Truth is, is that that kind of stuff makes you not want to go back at all. And and resort golf courses do the same thing. I mean, you you go to a yeah. golf course at a resort and you're going to pay. I mean, you go to the Greenbrier. They have many courses. They've got multiple courses there, but they're all very expensive. You go to the you go to uh, Branson, Missouri. And there's what six or seven golf courses at that that one resort there, all of which are hundred and fifty dollars or more. Uh, you have French yeah. Lick. You can't play golf at French Lick for you know it's it's now, a resort I think course. That some, let's go to Branson, Missouri for a second. Okay. You get roped into going to Branson, Missouri because of all the stuff that they do there, and your wife wants to go. Mm-hmm. And you don't want anything to do with all that stuff she wants to go do, which is shopping and all that stuff. You will pay $150 not to do that. <laughs> so they give you a good option to spend your $150 on to get you away from that. Right. And they call it great golf. Okay, I got it. They've managed to pull that off. Good for them. They've hit you where you live, John. Don't make me go through that. I will gladly pay $150 not to experience this today. And suddenly I find it's so worthwhile. <laughs> That way, yeah. when you go back to Branson, Missouri, the next time, because your wife insists on it, you can go, honey, I had a great time last time. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> I'm bringing my clubs. And one more time, you're going to go do it. Yeah. So you they know, got it figured out. Yeah. They took away pain for $150. And that's true. I mean, just identify the pain points and people will pay the money as long as you're going to uh, alleviate that pain, right? Right. And that's why I think resort courses, they have that ability to do that right because they have to keep everything just so in terms of the facilities all around it and all that stuff to to maintain that price point but they can get that price point because you're on vacation and you don't want to go do stuff that 
Yeah. You, you want to do stuff and you'll pay a little extra. But when it's your home track, when it's in your town or in your area, right? And you would go back a first, a second, a third time, you call that highway robbery. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If it's if it's the course you're going to go to every weekend with your buddies, it's not going to uh, it's not going to work that way. I, I've got the, a oh. technique question too. Something that um, you mentioned kind of in passing, I remembered. It's one of those things that just kind of popped back into my head after a while, and I have got to tell you that the results of uh, remembering what you said are phenomenal. And we will revisit that as soon as we come right back because we're coming right back. Hang out. We are those weekend golf guys. Kicking back with a good cigar, it's a reward. It's a tradition. And if you've been going to a gas station or convenience store, it's expensive. It's time to try FamousSmoke.com. Famous delivers your favorite cigars right to your doorstep at America's lowest prices. You know what you buy at a gas station? Gas. Beef jerky, lottery tickets, not cigars. That gas station doesn't watch their humidor like we watch ours. Filled to the rafters with over 1,000 brands like Romeo, Drew Estate, Rocky Patel, Fuente, Macanudo, and more. Millions of cigars in stock, shipped fast, and guaranteed to arrive at your door fresh and ready to smoke. No gas station guarantees that, but we can because cigars have been our family business for over 80 years. Here's our best deal yet. Go to FamousSmoke.com and use promo code 10BUCKS at checkout. That's one zero bucks. We'll take 10 bucks off your $50 order. If you want real cigars, trust a real cigar shop. Famous Smoke Shop and save $10 now with promo code 10BUCKS. Only a Famous Smoke Texting enrolls you in recurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text Maine to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text Maine to 321321. That's M A I N to 321321. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us, facebook.com slash golf guys. I promised we'd be back. And here we are. I have yet to lie to you. I am John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. He is not at the golf cave at Timbergate Golf Course in um, Edinburgh, Indiana at the moment. He is at Old Field down there in, um, is it Beaufort or Beaufort, South Carolina? I've so it's Beaufort in South Carolina. Yeah. In North Carolina, it's spelled the same and they call it Beaufort. Yep. Beaufort sounds correct. And South Carolina already had it. I don't know. Maybe that's. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, whatever. It matters not. It's close to. It's close to Hilton Head. That's all you have to do. It's close to Hilton Head. It's, it's somewhere between uh, Bluffton and Beaufort. Yeah. And Frogmore's in there too, man. That's my favorite town. Yeah, South I know. Frogmore. I, uh, Frogmore's not not far from here either. <laughs> so well, I was playing golf uh, a couple days ago this past week. I was addressing the ball, and you know, I, I told you that I had 
taken everything you have said to me over the course of the last few years to heart, uh, specifically about how to aim. This is with irons, okay? How to aim, how to determine where the club face should be vis-a-vis addressing the ball, uh, how, to, how to make sure it's, you know, it's in the right, it's, it's straight, you know, perpendicular to the ball at address, how to place the, the, the head of the club at the right relationship to the ball, which for me is moving it a little bit closer to me so the ball is, the toe is closer to the ball at the rest that's set up, Okay. And then there was one other thing you told me, and I do this pre-shot routine every time I set up. It doesn't take a whole lot of time, and it doesn't take anywhere near as long as looking for a ball I hit into the woods because I didn't go through that routine. But there was one thing you had mentioned about weight. Uh, Some of the, you know, little things you say about having seen your feet in like forever and stuff like that about weight. But the other thing you said was to, (laughs) to... I was wondering if it was going to slip on by or if you were going to grab that one and internalize that. I guess we know the answer now. <laughs> it only bothers me a little bit. But the other thing you said about weight was that was that specifically during the swing, I should try to keep my weight on the inside edge of my back foot. It just popped into my head about a week ago. I went, oh, wait a minute. I've been forgetting about that part. So I started doing that on the last two rounds, and my iron shots specifically have been crisper, straighter, and farther. Is that simply because of weight, or what's up with this, man? Okay, so because you are the kind of swinger that when you make a backswing, your lower body pivots, and when it does pivot, it pivots onto the back leg because of how you're your particular body works. Not everybody's does. Okay. Some people pivot in their lower body and they actually start moving and their hips start moving toward the target and they use their, their left leg, their front leg more to pivot around. And some people use the legs equally and the hips equally and they wind up twisting around the guy that pivots in a barrel kind of a thing mm-hmm. where he's just twisting around the center. Okay. Right. But you and I are similar in the fact that when we pivot on our backswing, we both wind up on our right hip. So what I told you was essentially like a baseball pitcher with his foot on the rubber and his foot angled in. Pork up on that right leg, and then all of a sudden he could torque around it and then push off of it. So effectively, what I just gave you was more force in your lower body by knowing how you pivot, and I told you how to load better mm-hmm. so that you could unload better. That's what I saw. So is the unloading also, I, I can imagine the unloading would be responsible for the distance and probably it even sure the heck helps, right? Cause let's say that you stood there just flat footed and then your lower body would be only involved in effectively holding you in place, but not really provide any extra oomph. So I would think pretty seriously about, um, Going, put some extra oomph here. Let's load while I'm going back. Now that's not for everybody, John. You know, I mentioned, you know, you're, uh, you're about a third of the golfing population and I happen to be in that same third. Mm-hmm. But about a third of the golfing population, when they pivot back on the way back, that their weight actually transfers to the front foot 
and the other third transfers kind of stays in the middle. Okay. And they load differently. Yeah. So, you know, what I gave you was for you, not for the full golfing population. That right. That chill. Right. Which, which again, um, speaks volumes as to why someone would try to uh, uh, search for a, uh, a a teacher slash coach that did not believe there was only one true way to do things. Because if somebody believed there was only absolutely right, because like you're saying that a third of the population or two thirds of the population does it differently from the way you and I do it, which means that the advice you gave to me would, would not work for two thirds of the population. Which is why I continue to say it this way on the radio so that everybody who's listening will understand that very same thing going, Hey, guess what? Um, I should probably take that into consideration when I see any bit of golf instruction printed any place, including the stuff that I do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I'm going to do stuff that's going to show up in magazines. You know, I've done that in the past and, you know, it's difficult because it's tough to preface a little bit of information with, Hey, this is not for two thirds of you who read this magazine. Yeah. You know, the others of the magazine, they're not really looking for something that's only good for a third of the population. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> but, but but that works for almost all of the advice and the, and the technique that you could give. There is no one way. This Everything has got to be broken up into at least, I would think, 50-50, if not thirds, of, of the population. Well, when you think about it, let's just think of it this way. It either suits you or you have to work hard at it. So it falls into those two yeah. buckets, so to speak. and. I really don't want people to work too hard at it. This is a golf game. This yeah. is fun. You know, let work be work and let golf game be fun. Right. And let's make it easier. Yeah. Let's make it easier to get good. And it that's it, how that is. It is substantially easier. I mean, a lot of a lot of the people who have said I've never had a lesson, um, basically uh Maybe they have had a lesson. Maybe it didn't work. <laughs> so they're, <laughs> they're discounting it completely. Well, that really wasn't a lesson. That was just some advice, bad advice I got that I paid for. They're, but they're, that's the thing. We do that all the time. Like we do that in, in the financial world too. You know, we, we got our guy who is, you know, or does our thing and, and tells us what we think we want to hear. Yes, we're doing well. Really? Yeah. Compared to what? Yeah. And so we got to figure that out. And and if we're not doing that well, we got to know, is that bad advice or is it just not, is it okay advice, but just not the best advice for us? You know, and it, there's a lot of that same stuff. Teach I, somebody how to cook and you tell them how to do this and this and this and use these particular ingredients and you might love it. I might hate it. Yeah. Yep. And that makes it also difficult to judge the lessons you have been taking. I guess I guess it would come right down to basically how easily you were able to accomplish what you wanted to accomplish. I mean, because I'm sure I could go to six different people and tell them and I want to. Can you repeat it? Right, but I could go to six different people and say I want to learn how to hit my irons more accurately, and all of those six people would be able to teach me how to do that. But some of them would teach me ways that would require me to practice over and over and hit innumerable amounts of balls on the practice range while others could impart a technique that would be much easier for my body to adapt to therefore much quicker to see the results therefore take less work less time and feed me with less frustration i'm glad you said it that way i really wouldn't have said it any differently 
because you're right. There's a lot of things that people will tell you to do. And some that don't match up with how you're built require an awful lot of work to get there and an awful lot of maintenance of said work. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That is very true. Yeah. And many of us have been in that boat. Many of us have, have gone and stood in front of the guy who was like, no, don't do it that way. Do it this way. But it feels totally unnatural to do it that way. Well, you'll get used to and, it. Mm, and that's your I don't cue so. <laughs> to exit stage left. Yeah. <laughs> or stage right. Either one. Yeah. At that point. <laughs> Just as long right? as you're because trucking it, all the way. Because yeah. realistically, if you have to work that hard, why? You're already swinging the club some way, somehow, when there's no ball around and you're standing in the backyard and you're swinging it. And your club lands at a particular spot. Mm -hmm. And that's a golf swing that you could repeat again and again and again. Now, to make it effective and efficient and powerful, that's that's something you got to repeat. But as soon as there's a ball there, people start to talk differently. Yeah, for some reason, that, that that little white orb in front of you gives you a whole new idea of what you're doing. It's ridiculous, man. It is. It blows my mind that people don't separate those two things, but they, they do when they're on my lesson team. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're talking about, is this movement of the club stuff or is this contact stuff or is this flight stuff? What are we talking about? And everybody always talks about movement of the club stuff swing, right? As it relates to flight stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, wait a second. We actually created the flight. And then I take a ball away from telling them to make a swing. And then they understand that's a swing. <laughs> but then there's no ball, so then there's no flight. Yeah. So then we start talking about the flight, and now they get it. And then we put together the pieces to make a better flight. They put a ball back in front of them, and they use the same swing, and all of a sudden they got better flight. And they look at me like, okay, that was too easy. Yeah. Yeah, okay, it was. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, the one, the one thing you did for me, man, that I will, I will to my dying day, say is probably the, the most important lesson I ever learned from you is when you put that dime in front of me and had me hit the dime. Yeah. Uh-huh. If you can swing a golf club accurately enough to get a dime airborne, you're swinging yeah. the club correctly. It works pretty well. It, you certainly get it to be a landing spot correct. That's for sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, you know, I use pennies now instead of dimes because I know this now. I, I kind of knew before, but when I had you in my hand, there was, there was a dime there. But certainly pennies are cheaper. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> But they are softer than the face of your golf club. Oh, okay. And so when people are hitting off mats and they're hitting inside, they're doing things, practicing in the garage, doing all the stuff, like throw down pennies. Okay. And it isn't just because you can spend less money smacking around a coin. It's the fact that pennies are softer. Right. And when you can, you know, line up some pennies and swing between them, you know your swing path's good. Yeah. When you could throw a particular penny down in front in that in the middle of that little track of pennies that you just swing between to make sure your path is good, and then that means your landing spot's good. And if you tighten it up enough, that path of that track of pennies that you put down, so the club barely goes through them, you know you're really good on path. You know you're really good on on ball position because the middle penny, the one that you have to hit, will actually strike in the middle of the face because mm-hmm. you didn't you know you weren't too wide with your penny track. And all of a sudden now you got three pieces of feedback and you could be great. Yeah. And before you know it, you keep that up, you could actually play blades. <laughs> you know what? No, you couldn't. <laughs> I've had I've had two people switch to that. Really? 
um, because they were constantly hitting the middle of the face and they wanted to bring the ball flight down and they stopped having those, you know, the big clunky clubs that have the big heavy weights on the soles, right. you know, and wide sole plates and all that. And once they get good enough to hit it in the middle of the face all the time, we switched them into, into harder to hit club heads and two of them went to blades because the ball flight stayed lower, more penetrated more. Huh. Fantastic. See, again, just extolling the virtues of taking lessons or, or finding, be coachable, find somebody with whom you can relate uh, that will work with you and, and help you vis-a-vis the way your body works. Do it that way. Hang out with us. We got more. We'll be right back. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5golfclub.com. The number $5golfclub.com. You're still running your business on QuickBooks? QuickBooks? Well, it's more like quicksand. You know, the bigger your company grows, the faster you sink with outdated software that just can't keep up. And you know you want your company to grow as big as it can. Keep growing and growing and growing. So why are you using software? You know you'll outgrow. You don't have time to spend dealing with manual processes like multiple systems delay, scrambling to get the numbers you need. You need to get on solid ground with NetSuite by Oracle. It's a scalable solution to run all of your key back office operations, no matter how big your company grows. That's what you're looking for. NetSuite helps you automate your key business processes. Close your books in a fraction of the time. Think days, not weeks. Right now, NetSuite's offering a -a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those who feel they're ready to graduate from QuickBooks. Head to NetSuite.com slash GolfGuys. That's special financing for you graduates at NetSuite.com slash GolfGuys. NetSuite.com slash GolfGuys. Have current events affected the ability for you to pay your bills? Has your credit card debt overwhelmed you? Has your income decreased because you're working less or have you lost your job? Credit Guard of America may be able to help you find a solution to this problem. We offer a free no-obligation consultation to learn how you can cut your payments by up to half and potentially lower your interest down to zero. Credit Guard of America is an A-plus rated nonprofit company that will work on your behalf. Credit Guard of America is licensed in all 50 states and has counseled over 1 million consumers struggling with debt just like you. Let us help you analyze and prioritize your debt. Negotiate with your creditors to reduce interest and payments. Set up one affordable monthly payment and provide ongoing education and support. Call now for a free no-obligation consultation and learn how you can become debt-free. Call 800-672-6925. That's 800-672-6925. 800-672-6925. And we are back, those weekend golf guys. John Ashton here, Jeff Smith there. We were talking in the last segment about being able to impart advice that is specific to the golfer. Uh, very important that you understand and, and learn from someone who understands that there is no one way right to do these things. We've got one with us. He's been on this show for the last, what, seven years, Jeff? Creeping <laughs> up on nine, I think. Yeah. I know. You know, it's interesting that I don't look any older. <laughs> yeah. He's got a picture in the golf cave that, that is aging, however. So uh, let's talk about let's, – let's talk about that golf cave, man. Let's talk about that facility that you have with yeah. the, the latest and the greatest high-tech equipment that can help – not help people learn, but help – show people what it is they've learned basically the proof is great because 
certainly I've got the video from a face on and down the line. I use the Swing Catalyst software for that. And I've got my force plates. I got my smart to move force plates. And I get to show all this stuff, this data, yeah. what's going on. How do we load? How do we unload? What's, what's right for this person? How do we make sure that they're most efficient? And of course, I've got all the launch monitor information from my foresight. DC quad in there, you know, and I've got my K vest that you put things on your body and straps around. You see these things and you go, wow, my body's actually doing this and this and this. It really is cool. It really is. And we keep telling you how cool it is. And people are like, man, I kind of like to see that. We have a deal for you. Uh, want to call it, uh, we, we are calling it the Golf Cave Experience. We want you and your normal group, get your buddies, get, get four of you total together. Sign up for a Golf Cave experience at the Golf Cave at Timbergate Golf Course in Edinburgh, Indiana with Jeff Smith. Here's how it's going to work. You Four guys are going to have a conference with Jeff prior to arrival where you're going to tell Jeff what you need to work on. going to tell him what you think are those weakest points of your game. When you show up at the Golf Cave, you're going to spend three to four hours just working on what you said you wanted to work on. And I guarantee you, when you get done doing that, you are going to get the positive feedback and the proof you need to know that it worked. Then you're going to eat some lunch, and then we're going to go out, or all six of us are going to play golf. Your your group, Jeff and I. Jeff's there for kind of like a, a teaching round. I'm there for comic of relief. You better be fun. <laughs> You've seen my game. No problem. I know. So, <laughs> <laughs> True, I have. And then when we're done, we're going to come in, and we're going to record a segment of the next week's radio show, and you guys are actually going to talk about what you've learned, what you've done. Just go <laughs> those weekend golf golfguys.com and just click on the link for the golf cave experience and check it it's out it's unbelievable what, what we do it's, we have so much fun doing it thoseweekendgolfguys.com slash golf cave experience and then you can come home and your group can go back out and just have so much more fun because you're going to play much better golf <laughs> 